Hey, good evening, everyone. Uh, welcome back to House Show, PPR's wrestling podcast. I've got GBA with me tonight, Georgie Boyzax. George, how are you? Uh, I'm I'm doing all right. Unfortunately, uh, GBASP couldn't make it, so you're gonna have to. Fucking is that is, is, is that kind of like is that like your wrestling persona? Like when you don the mask, you become GBASP. Um, I I don't know, man. I would say that's my uh, my black tiger or my blue blazer. Like, See, I, I like, like it. My, yeah, it, it's it's definitely it's my emo phase of my wrestling career. <laughs> like, go go in the emo phase. We can talk about how my handle used to be Suicide King in my uh my backyard oh, wrestling days. The 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 black dyed hair, the, the whole nine yards. Oh, dude. Um, I can't even tell you just how how much ECW like totally shaped. Like, you go back and you think about how fucking cool like you used to think Sandman was and then you think about it now and you're just like used to what do you mean used to still do Oh, I don't know man (laughs) I don't know he still shows up he still pops up in like indie shows now and then and I don't know it's 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 still obviously a big fan reaction but I don't know anything is fucking cooler than fucking great value Bane that that like oh I know how much of a letdown is that yeah oh dude like and I feel bad because some of those people coming up to the main roster is very exciting, like uh, like Mia Yim and um, Dijakovic and and Dio. yeah, fucking Dio. He's not commentating anymore after he got pretty much destroyed by Lesnar. Yeah, yeah, Dude. but yeah, kind of a letdown. Um, definitely, like I liked the buildup, but the execution definitely leaves a lot to be awful. desired. It's been awful from the mm. from the get go, but now I don't know. I, a- I I I even think the buildup was at least something. You know, like it could have it could have been something interesting if they really would have panned it out. If anything, I would have said let it go longer. Mm. Yeah, no, I'm I'm cool off of deranged old man's vision of Antifa being used for half baked storyline. Okay, and, that's fair. I'll give you that. I will. I'll absolutely give you that for sure. But here's here's my take. So. When Gotham City was under siege by Bane and the League of Assassins, mm. um, fucking Gordon didn't sign them on to contract and do the same shit over and over again. So now, That's like, I, I just I don't get it. Like, okay, so they're just going to keep, like, they threaten you, but now you're legally obligated to, you know, you're, you're they're on the payroll now. What, yes, what? Like, 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 you've already started this process. You can't back out of it now. Like, you just have to kind of just go full steam and... Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think that, man, I don't know. I, I mean, really it's don't. cool. They don't have a union, so if anything, they, if they're there to expose, like, <laughs> no, gre- I mean, no grievances here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, good lord. By all means, dude. Like, I hope it's like a reverse. Like, like I hope I end up fucking liking them. Like, because they just <laughs> expose just like everything that's wrong. Like, oh, do you mean we don't have health care? Like they just they they work to like basically tear down the system from within. What do you mean I can't stream on Twitch anymore? What, what are you talking about? <laughs> Independent uh, contractor? What are you What are you talking about? No, I'm not. No, I uh, signed a contract. It's right here. Yet, yeah, you mean I can't use my real name or likeness outside of this fucking building? Man. Oh, dude. All right, there we go. See, why aren't we booking? Hey, you know that might be a future episode. We'll do some fancy bookings uh, in the near future, possibly. But let's talk about some booking that's actually decent. Um, uh, we're we're gonna go into the pure wrestling, uh, pure championship tournament through Ring of Honor. Um, we'll talk mostly about the first round uh, matches that occurred um, about a week ago, as of this recording, which um, would be between Jay Lethal and Dalton Castle, and Jonathan Gresham and Wheeler Yuta. Um, I can go briefly into the current week's matches. I know, George, you said you haven't watched the, this oh, current week's. Oh, you're good week's. to spoil it because like, yeah, I got um, to catch up anyway. Yeah, it, it wasn't bad, but I definitely think the first week is is where it's at so far in this tournament. So we'll get into that. But first, we really have to take some time and talk about the amazing parking lot, parking lot fight that occurred on Dynamite um, between Best Friends and Santina and Ortiz. Now, God, me personally... I, I love Chucky e. T, and I knew he was going to have his time to shine, and I think this definitely was the match that really put him in the forefront, finally. Um, with I mean, with a little... he looked good. They did, and that's the great thing about it. I think everyone had their place. Everyone had their spot. Um, it elevates Santina and Ortiz as a top-tier tag team, and it really brings Chucky e. T and, and Trent into more of a forefront of not just a comedy act. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, how do you feel about the match? I mean, I know you're you're big on AEW, you're big on the product, but I think that something they've done great ever since their first shows has been anything that involves like a a backstage brawl or a fight in a remote location, Matt Hardy notwithstanding. Um, like, how, how how do you feel about that going in? So, for me, no joke, match of the year contender. Like, this was an amazing match because mm-hmm. of the build, the storytelling. <laughs> yes. And I was a little worried because AW, like, I didn't get the chance to talk, talk about All Out, but I, I don't, and I have yet to really hear your thoughts, and I'm sure we'll get into it at mm. some point, but All yeah. Out was a big bummer for a lot and kind of an eye opener and as far as yeah um my buddy Pristel and I went into it on an episode that should be hitting the site pretty soon and I kind of had the same feeling going into it but I think after kind of talking about it a little bit more in depth I, I came out thinking that it's still a good product it still was a good event but I think what they've been putting out you know it just shows the quality of what they've been doing even on TV even on TNT the, the quality of content they've been putting out that it's kind of hard to rival that when you go even to into a pay-per-view. Um, but, but yeah, I agree with you. I think I, I was a little let down on initial watch through of, of uh, all out, but after on uh, second viewing, I, I got more into it. But the reason why I bring it up was just because of like the, the overall poor management and decision-making involved with the Matt Hardy bump. Especially, so yeah, absolutely. That like that really kind of took me out of the pay-per-view, so I'm, I'm kind of now I'm apprehensive towards any of the uh, hardcore or, like, heavy spot matches. So mm-hmm. I was a little nervous going to this. And, dude, yes. there was some insane shit that happened. Like, this mm-hmm. match, like, went to an 11 from start to finish. Yes. Um, but, like, the camera work, the production, the spots, just everything. Like, everything looked brutal yet safe. Everything, like, I, I think there was, like, one little weird misstep, and then it looked like the misstep was really a part of the um, of the exchange between Chucky and Santana. Yeah, I did like that Trent was using, um, he was utilizing a... Uh like a, a two by four or like a, you know, a, a plywood board and he went to go hit him and it bounced and hit him in the face and he kind of yes. just sold it like, ow, <laughs> you know, like I thought that was really ingenious. I love like that he came out in fucking jeans. I love this trend mm-hmm. where like, if you're going to like go to a fight match that fuck it, you're fighting and fucking rank like you're. Yes. And you're uh, Chuck Norris. Uh, uh, Chuck Chuck Taylor did go out on Twitter saying that underneath his shorts, he was wearing his pro wrestling gorilla deathmatch tights. So he, he was also dressed to fight, but, you know, I think for people that liked him in Pro Wrestling Gorilla, that was kind of a nice nod. Um, but, yeah, you, you can't go wrong with the cutoff shirt and shorts. Like, you wear that, you know you're in for a fight. Like, that's a, I don't know, it's like it's like Backyard Wrestling 101. Or are you going to a Dance Gavin Dance show? I mean, I don't fucking, I, I can't. Yeah, either way. Possibly. Fucking, they're, they're both, they both have angry kids that want to fucking punch you. Um like someone should come out to a dance Gavin dance song. Like that should be someone's theme music. I don't know why it hasn't I happened don't know. yet. Licensing and whatnot. I'm Fair. still mad that fucking the butcher and the blade haven't gotten something from like goddamn the boys over at Every Time I Die. Like I need sure. some shit. Jordan uh, like like Keith. that. Like 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 that is your band. Like can you not make this happen? <laughs> yeah. Well, I know that's a discussion for another day. But yeah, all the sure. the insane spots like fucking the hood of the car being used to like sent on fucking mm-hmm. some like huge drops and flips and then like they fucked up those cars pretty hot and heavy. yeah that that poor chevy cruise and and fucking uh trank going into the windshield was unexpected i i did not think they were going to do something like that because i can tell you from experience going through a windshield of a car is not safe <laughs> it is not good no and not only that they were doing it like they were doing it with a running buckle bomb. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like, holy sh- dude, like, this shit has fucking retired Sting, has, like, put Finn Balor out of commission for months on end, and it mm-hmm. was in a safe, like, it was in a much safer controlled, circumstance. Controlled environment. Controlled yeah. environment. They're like, oh, no, like, you see that? We're, we're putting you through, and, and, like, it was a real-ass windshield. Like, I didn't, Yes, it was. 
that was not stunt glass because no. just the way I could tell the way it's like fucking shattered. I'm like, that was yeah. real fucking glass. And, and you got all the little cuts on Trent's back. Yeah. Uh, I know Sue's going to be pissed when Trent gets into the passenger seat of her fucking town and country. Like, what are you oh, doing, dude. man? That blood doesn't come out. This is great interior. That build though, and like it's weird yes. too because like such a silly concept, but like a good, good, good storyline. Oh, but like the way I look at it too, because like like with Orange Cassidy coming in, because that's when like that's when you had that big like oh what moment, and I kept thinking like okay, well the rubber band's already done between Jericho, but yet Jericho is now moving on to like this tag team thing with Hager, yes. so like. I mean, I guess it makes sense. It's just, like, for the most part, like, it made sense that, like, uh, sections of the inner circle were, like, fucking with the best friend's troop and that Mm -hmm. being Trent and Chuck and then, you know, Orange with Jericho. But Orange jumping in, I don't know if that's just going to reignite. Like, I I think that's basically been the highlight of AEW just the last two months is just the exchange between Orange and Jericho. So I don't know if this is like a tease to that because I kind of like the clothes it was brought to. Um, I, I kind of feel like the reason why Jericho is kind of doing tag team right now is because he cannot carry a match on his own anymore. Yeah, I mean, he, he can do a lot, but I think that... Oh yeah, no, dude, he's got a couple years left. At most. Uh, yeah, it's it's true, it's true. But for his age and for his length of his career, I mean, I still give him props for what he is still able to do. Uh, I think that I could see Orange getting into a program with Sammy. You know, I I, I could definitely see that not being over with the Inner Circle and um, you know that that trio. I could see Santina Ortiz still taking it to the best friends or. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'd love to see the best friends get into title contention, obviously, because they've been there like, before. I don't. I don't know how I feel about that because, like, why? Why fuck with Destro when you already took down Cobra Commander? You know. What well, I mean, I mean Sam, Sammy might have a lot to prove. He might have a chip on his shoulder. He wants to prove that he can do what Jericho couldn't. I'm you so know? surprised that like didn't Jericho start like a, a tag team with Sammy, known as Kinda. Sex Gods? Kinda. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's, yeah. It's weird that like he's and now not that. In the ta- I, well, and that also might be because Sammy, I mean, who knows where his position is in the company after some of the, the things that have transpired, you know. So, for the he's most part, he's, 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 had, he's had a couple strikes against him, basically, at this point, I would say. Yes, but for the most part, he's basically cool, but he's on thin ice, only because sure. what had happened is they, from what I understood, he went to sensitivity training, um, he took the suspension, and then he was made to try to basically do him the can to apologize, and then... Uh, from what I even uh, understood is they left it at the discretion of Sasha of how like she would and then like she was straight up like dude he's it's cool like we're good yeah. like she publicly came out but, and said like I appreciate everything that's done like it's in the past now didn't, didn't he have some heat from the chair spot with Hardy though he definitely had some heat with that yeah. but and, and even then I'm fairly certain Matt is still kind of I think there's a whole new like I'm surprised if Matt will even be allowed near AEW again if like mm-hmm. Rebby has her way. Rebby mm-hmm. fucking went nuts. Yep. Like, yep. Like that's that's a <laughs> uh, there's some money transpiring like passing hands there just to keep you know everyone cool. I think. Yeah, because I don't think I've seen her go that nuts since I've like just saw her shout "fuck that owl" and I'm like, all right. <laughs> Passionate about a lot of things. Um. But yeah, no, that was an, honestly like there was not a missed beat. Like the rhythm mm-hmm. of that match and everything that went into it, and even then, yep. just just the exchange, the the verbal exchanges, especially when Ortiz was just like, "You realize you done fucked up by taking it this far. Like you have fucked up," and just like everybody in production, just like trying to keep in cadence with making sure they can censor the f word, like. Uh, it was, it was great, man. And then like, the only thing I think I I, I was like, I knew something was going to happen in that trunk when Chuck was propped against it. Mm -hmm. And then like, I kind of wish like, like oranges, like immersion from like out out of the, uh, the trunk, like him just coming out like a Jack in a box is a little awkward and slow. I'm like, Oh man, I wish you would kick that fucking thing out. But then that's also, I thought about it. Like, no, his thing, right? (laughs) That's his thing being all slothy and weird. So like very awkward, very out of place. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, great match. I mean, I'd love to see that kind of stuff in the future, but man, it just, it surprises me that they have this on 
and, and maybe this kind of speaks to where they're at right now. Like they they are putting stuff on TV that is that was in a my opinion that's pay per view quality, and and we're not really getting that on pay per view. So I wonder, is that going to change their business model going forward? I mean, I hate to sound like this, but I, I think the price point of $50 for a pay-per-view, and it's not even like something you can get through like a cable provider. You have to do it through a website and app. Just, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think that's asking a lot of, of, of your fan base for $50 a pop. Now, granted, they don't do pay-per-views like every single month. No. Um, so that I get. But at the same time, like the I'm cost. still waiting for Blood and Guts. Like that, oh, man, that one was where I had the excitement. I mean, I'm glad we got Stadium Stampede, but. Yeah. Um, Blood and Guts, I'm not familiar. Blood and Guts was the pay-per-view that was supposed to be the initial um the initial blow off between inner circle and the elite. And then as the pandemic got worse, oh, they had I see. Shift. And yeah, they yeah. also just eliminated the name of the pay-per-view because it was, they figured this is kind of inappropriate given with probably not great. Going on. Yeah. Given the times um, that, that's understandable. But I think a big issue with AEW that I've noticed and like even non wrestling fans like Val pointed out and she can care fucking less about wrestling, but she does what she can is that AEW is really good. Like, they're incredible with the build. They're amazing with getting you excited. And then you get to the climax, and it's always kind of a weird letdown. Like, Yeah, and I think that kind of is based on who you have in the seat. I think if you put someone like Omega in that position, you put someone like the Bucks in that position, they can deliver. I think it's tough for some of the people they build up to be able to deliver on those. I, I think it, it like so like Cody and MJF was such a like a wet fart. Um, it yeah, was. But, but, but I will say MJF and Moxley I thought was great, well, amazing, it was great. Yeah, thought was really good. So I mean, yeah. like, like I said, it just depends on who you got in there. You know, like who who's really kind of like you know take, like, taking those positions. Yeah, Cody and like Lance Archer was like all right. Like it was I am not looking forward to an Archer and Cage match. I think that's going to look and feel like I disagree. Really um I like Cage. I love Cage. Like just just, just 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 big dudes like that. I, I never really super get into. It just doesn't seem like a good match. But when they're deceptive big dudes, then yeah, like maybe. yeah, like Brian is way more like he's just weird. He's like Brian Cage reminds me of like pre Papa Pump, post Papa Pump. I like, yeah 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 like like back when he's doing like Frankenstein's and shit like yeah, that. Like yeah like yeah, pre Scott yeah. Steiner but with post like Scott Steiner do Build. the math like yeah. fucking it's weird. I'm like I'm happy that one of you like I I I never knew I wanted this and now all, I, all, I have all it, it. All, all it takes is a bleach goatee and he's gonna be there so we gotta be careful man someone someone needs to watch Katie out for Williams Cage. already beat him to it man shit like, yeah that's true so uh, but yeah well, other than that this was a like I'll, I mean I was gonna there's say, actually a dynamite going on right now but yeah yeah I was gonna say this is slowly turning into another AEW show so we're gonna have to probably switch gears here pretty soon but it was great which I isn't really the bad thing yeah it. great great match uh you know obviously uh, if you haven't had a chance to watch it I would recommend it highly. Uh, and, and yeah, hope to see more. The only other match I know, and I, I promise I won't talk about it. But if you like, the, the other highlight was the opening match: Jurassic Express and FTR. It's one of their best fucking matches, and it was they opened the show with it. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. I mean, I I like Jurassic Express. I keep on calling them um, other things, just like Jr. does. Like I, I'm confused by their name every single time I watch them. Well, we got you got Luchasaurus and you got Jungle Lucha Boy Express. Jack Perry. Lucha Express. I have I've called them several times accidentally. <laughs> Jr. did exactly the same. Like I am not no, in the wrong JR's there. Jr.'s thing is a uh, Jungle Jack, and I'm like, bro, <laughs> it's just it's just Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Yeah. Just call him Jungle Boy. Or just Jungle Boy. Yeah, it's Jungle Boy. Yeah. Um, don't need don't need to know he's a Perry. I mean, I get it, but you know that's not doesn't factor into it. Yeah, and then like I think I don't know Marco is pretty unforgettable, but. Um, I like Marco, man. I don't mind him. Yeah, we can save that for another show. Um, So let's go into what we're kind of here for. And I really want to kind of find out your history with this because I can remember going to actual live events when this title was first introduced. Um, So this, to me, is definitely something that brings back a lot of nostalgia. Um, The ROH, Ring of Honor, Pure Championship, which Ring of Honor in itself as a promotion has always been kind of cemented as 
you know, the wrestlers wrestling promotion. Like they've always been kind of steeped in tradition and, you know, obviously like the code of honor has always been the thing and it's always been enforced for the most part. So, you know, treating wrestling as a sport, as a athletic competition has always been kind of at the forefront of ring of honor. And so much so that they introduced the pure championship, um, to really solidify how much they revere the sport of wrestling. Um, so did you know much about this going into it? Or is this kind of new to you? Uh, so I caught up with a lot of ring of honor stuff through past DVDs and tapes, mostly mm-hmm. through the Samoa Joe and CM Punk variety. Mm-hmm. And I've always like, I've been aware of it, but like ring of honor was like, it was always really difficult to watch. And it was definitely very much an inside baseball aspect of professional wrestling in terms of like, there's your fans. And then there's like, there are these people that are fucking going out of their way to watch these like what what mm-hmm. seems like day in day out dark matches but like there's more going on in and, and yeah to, to that effect like ring of honor was really just about the athleticism and and the skill uh the contest of skills between performers it wasn't until like later it, it's funny because as i got more into the spectacle of pro wrestling um that then i i really got into ring of honor because to me what really what, like one of the things that I love the most about professional wrestling isn't just the athleticism, but it's the spectacle. It's like you'll never watch a basketball game and then suddenly see like some like player from the opposite team score a dunk on your fucking basket uh, only to then take off their jersey and reveal that they were a part of the other team the whole time. Like that yeah. shit that only happens in professional wrestling. So Ring of Honor kind of like didn't focus or or really highlight any of that and there there was like moments of that but it again it was always about like it was always about like the shit that the carnies tried to sell you on like they like tried to bring that like they really tried to embody just that and so i i really enjoyed the fact that like within the last five months um they've taken this hiatus because they Mm -hmm. were already like dude it was already ghost town with their attendance anyway so yeah it's weird as this sounds i really feel like covid helped Helped. them kind of restructure like what direction they plan to take sure um and like i'm actually excited to talk about at some point in in a future show new japan because like i like them i feel like out of all the promotions they have been able to acclimate and possibly do better than any other promotion um what they need to to deliver the same sort of uh, a sense of a like the, the same sort of experience that they're they're known for they they are able to do without so much of the dependence of the crowd and, sure. and this tournament is no exception but I, I did appreciate a little bit more of the history that i didn't know like i um, had no idea that Daniel Bryan was the end of this unification or was the reason for the unification. I'm like, dude, how many yeah. belts is this motherfucker ruined <laughs> like across promotions? Uh, and I will say some of his matches he had against Nigel McGuinness around that time uh, when they unified the title are some of the best matches in wrestling, in my opinion. Um, and, and you can find all these on YouTube. There's clips of, you know, Bryan Danielson and Nigel McGuinness and they're, it's so they're, funny that they're under the same roof and then like it's not and it's not mentioned once. It is such dead history yet they'll well but do but the but same people Seth Rollins but people in the know will remember that history, you know and, and I think that's the cool thing about um you know knowing and appreciating where they've come from and where they are now. And you kind of spoke to that with how you kind of caught up with Ring of Honor. Um, it definitely was kind of like inside baseball. You kind of had to back then, um, you had to really be into tape trading to get a lot of these shows and to get a lot of this exposure to the product that, or you just went to the live events. Um, it was difficult to get access to it any other way up until about, you know, the late two thousands going into like 2010 is where they started actually kind of getting more, uh, you know, more streaming events and, and more things you can get online. But in those first couple of years, uh, tape trading was a big deal for, for trying to get exposure to that product. And, yeah, I mean, the, t- the title and the wrestlers that held it have such a history in Ring of Honor and wrestling. 
Uh, obviously, you've mentioned you know some of your favorites, like Samoa Joe was a past champion. Uh, CM Punk had challenged for the uh, title belt, but never it's held it. AJ Styles. Back AJ when, Styles. Like, he mm-hmm. was when he was rocking the anchor blue look. Yes, yes, he was. Yeah, the uh, the like pleather the shiny. And the pleather. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, and, and some of my uh, favorites, um, someone that's really kind of not really in discussions of great wrestling, but still can even do it now to this day is Doug Williams. Uh, you see someone like uh, Chad Gable doing his, you know, rolling German suplex. Uh, that was Doug Williams. That was chaos theory. That was a move. He basically kind of made his own for years before you saw Gable doing it. And Gable does it. I mean, flawlessly. I mean, it, it's picture perfect, but I remember Doug Williams doing that stuff and throwing guys around, you know, years ago. Um, and I think that's kind of the thing about the pure championship and pure wrestling. I think it definitely has its roots in the European style, like the catch style wrestling. Um, and so I think it really works well with the current product they have, especially with not having crowds. Like you can still watch these matches and still get into them and you don't necessarily need the crowd. If anything, I think that's like more of a benefit of watching these styles of matches like the crowd approval, the crowd interaction is really not necessary for these kinds of matches. I mean, because I, they're so I, scientific, they're so mechanical. And I really appreciate the fact that like, that's what ROH is kind of boiling back down to, because again, like when I, like my exposure to ROH goes back to like when they were like trading off, uh, wrestlers and performers with TNA back yep. in TNA's early days with NWA as well mm-hmm. and even to that effect when they were just starting out with New Japan and then they gradually like they shifted to a more like modern perspective of pro wrestling where there was more spectacle more story I mean you had Jay Lethal like at some point being the fucking like this preacher character that I I, I can't even recall I mean that, that dude's gone through many shifts yes he has um, true but yeah and then a uh, fuck dude bully bully ray at some point i don't even know if bully ray is still in ring of honor but like fucking... i don't i don't know if he's necessarily associated with them i think he's still doing wrestling stuff but not not competing yeah that's like the last time i i saw ring of like ring of honor at some point was in kind of rough shape so i'm happy like they're having this <laughs> resurgence and i think that's a good thing that you brought up like they are shifting focus back to the wrestling and not so much the spectacle and i think you're right i think they obviously definitely can can do more in that space as opposed to trying to compete with other you know promotions what they're doing with the spectacle it's just not their forte it's not really what they excel at i think doing this and just concentrating on the wrestling is definitely going to be a strong suit for them going forward what i am afraid of though is i feel like a lot of well i don't know i mean i i saw a different light in like the video packages i if anything just the way they're promoting and selling this is great i i don't think i've seen great video packages like i did just between beefing up the the history and the pedigree of this tournament and just Mm. like celebrating that it's resurgence and the fact that they're bringing back this title um versus also the fact that they're um kind of introducing well not introducing but reintroducing wrestlers like okay dalton castle to me dude was like one of my favorite boys like just in a, in a couple years prior and like i he, he's a very much a flamboyant character he has his boys he has like an entirely different persona that is like in very much lost on this contest that's how i felt when i like kind of saw the breakdown True. Yeah. But then you have this video package that completely goes over this like entire history of like, dude, I'm actually fucking dangerous. And like people like, did you guys re- remember I beat Cody Rhodes? Like, and, they- I, and I think, it, it, yeah, it, it's kind of made to say like, hey, I'm not just this character. I'm not just this show. Like I, I have chops. I have, you know, wrestling ability. You have to respect that. Right. And I, and I appreciate that. But I'm like thinking, I mean. At some point, a lot of the wrestlers here, like at their core, like they're they're fucking they're they're mat technicians. They are great at what they do, but a lot of them, like a lot of their appeal. I mean, at some point, like how many mat technicians can you have before, like, I mean, you might as well just fucking do the same thing with the young lions. Like that's the whole point with them is that they're trying to like grow into their own. There, there's got to be something that sets them apart. From a, from a presentation aspect, not just necessarily from a skill aspect. So that's the one thing I'm a little and I and I to some extent I think that's why the pure a title was retired. Um, but 
I don't know. I I very much very I have very little history with it. I've uh-huh. only seen a few matches. Like I wanted to catch myself up. Um, like I saw the Jay Lethal versus Samoa Joe match, um, where there was that exchange with with the title. Um, I'm trying to think of like the other one I started, but I didn't get a chance to finish. Um, I believe like there was. Um, oh no, I did. I started the Nigel McGuinness and the the Daniel Bryan slash Bryan Danielson um, yeah. match. Was you're right. I didn't get to see a whole lot of it because it is a little difficult to find. Um, you know, I kind of wish that like ROH is better about having their previous works on DVDs. Like, there's only so much you can find on high spots. Yeah, I mean, really, if anything, you have to go through their uh, Honor Club would be your best option going forward for any kind of their like previous library of stuff. Um, Everybody's got a streaming service now, dude. Oh like, yeah, you better believe it. Got a goddamn streaming. Yeah, service. I'm subscribed to most of them too. Um, you know, and I think that you kind of spoke about like you can only have so many technicians before they need something else to kind of like set themselves apart. Mm-hmm. I I sort of disagree, but at the same time, I think it comes back to the whole like reason of this show basically the best kind of wrestling is the wrestling you like to watch and i think that there is a place for just the 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 wrestling that we're seeing in this tournament you know i look at someone like shibata like dude has no personality but i would have him a match with anyone anytime ever and i would be like five star match for me you know I mean, it, but because shibata of the skill because of the, like that's that is that, his personality that, that that's fair that's absolutely true yeah um you know, but I think that's. A, I think it, you're right. I think this is definitely something that's going to be maybe more niche going forward. But I hope it has a little bit more longevity than it did uh, when it initially came out. Um, I, I think it'll have more of a place because, like, we're in a wildly different. Like, yeah, I kind of feel like you get a lot of everything at AEW. Um, you're getting like a little bit more of the really racy, edgy stuff to which effect or whatnot with um impact new japan is going for very traditional but also like it's a very weird juxtaposition that they've so far have kind of found a balance with that they're still trying to find their way like oh man like i think the pandemic has affected their talent the most but everything else in regard to the production has been spot on Same. and then, yeah nothing really and, I, and i feel like ring of honor here i mean there, there, there's a hole that they can fill, and with this tournament, mm-hmm. and I, uh, yeah, so kind of, kind of, kind of lean into their strong suits. I, so I'm, I'm not familiar with the old, like rule set, but it sounds yeah. like you are. So, is there been any significant changes? Like, I, I really do appreciate the fact that, um, they were very clear. Um, even though there's some nuances, like the rope breaks, I, from what I thought initially, were just for submissions, but they're also for pin breaks. So. Yeah, I submissions, pin breaks, and also can be used, and, and we saw this in the match, I believe, with, um, I believe it was the Rocky Romero match that just uh, debuted this week. He actually used it as, essentially, like, as a maneuver, like, used a rope as, um, like, he did, like, an arm bar, and then kind of jumped over the top rope, and then whipped the arm over the top rope, and that technically counts as a rope break. It's a maneuver he's using the rope for, but it also counts as a rope break. So, so really utilizing those rope breaks to your advantage, like you said, using it for submissions. Um, and you see this a lot in the matches. They'll go for a submission early on to force the break, knowing that if they lose their third rope break, they, they can't break another submission. So if you give them a submission and they've used their three rope breaks, it doesn't, it doesn't break the yeah, hold. It's a real, it's a real chess move that you don't, cause like mm-hmm. yep. all of this shit is kind of thrown around and thrown away like in other promotions. So I really sure. do enjoy the focus of the rules. Like Which... I don't know how many times people have screamed that like the, the tag ropes aren't used the way they should be in AEW or just, but then FTR purposely saying part of their contract is that they use the ring ropes, uh, the, the tag ropes, which I think is pretty nice. I think it's a nice touch. Yeah. Um, so, so the rule set for the uh, pure wrestling rules, um, not much different from when they initially had them. Uh, three rope breaks per wrestler, and after your third rope break, um, any submissions, pinfalls cannot be broken. Um, by you the are, rope. By the rope, correct. 20-second um, countouts, um, which is the same with Ring of Honor in general. It's always been 20 seconds. Um, you cannot use closed fist punches. Um, however, you are given essentially one to the face but you're going to get a warning if you do it and then the second will take away a rope break 
And if you are out of rope breaks, you are disqualified. Um, the only oh, I change. Didn't know that. Yes, yes. So, so you you can use a closed fist. Technically, it's it's not recommended because you'll get a I didn't warning. I know it would use your rope break. Yes, it uses the rope break if you do it a second time. But if you are out of rope breaks, you are disqualified. Um, oh, which, I didn't. Which, I thought which, once you do it a second time, like you're donezos. Which which maybe maybe they did change it in this new tournament. I know the initial rule set. That's what they used originally. Okay, so, so it might it might have changed in this current. Yeah, tournament. They, they already implemented that in the second match of round one. Like they gotcha. My, okay. Yeah, to my understanding, because they were very extensive, but they're like, you get one close fist punch afterwards. It's all open hand. Anything yeah. after that is automatic DQ. They to didn't the face. To the face. You can still use closed punches blows. to the body, with the exception of like a low blow or something like that. Right. Um, and then the only thing that's changed from the pure rules from last time to now is I think they said that you can't have outside interference. Or you're, you'll be fired. Yes, and that and that's a new thing. I don't think that was necessarily instituted in the previous run, so I can see that coming into play in this tournament. I don't know exactly who would interfere, uh, so to say, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can see that coming into play possibly, or else why would they use it as a rule set? Or maybe it's a it's a you know like it's a just a guarantee that like no one. I mean. It, so, it, it might have been it might have been like a little like plot hole or something in the original it, I think uh, it's title run. I think yeah. it's just refreshing because, okay, like, I know we're not going to really talk about it, but, like, if you're familiar with what happened with Raw last night, uh, only two matches didn't have DQs. Ugh, two. God. So, so, so like, the, the, this, in, like, instills the fact, like, you will have a winner. Like, you will have a, right. like, legit winner. Um, which, and that's the thing, too. I think that there, there used to be, I don't know if this is the same in the current tournament, but there were judges. So, if you go to a time limit draw... Or yes. I would assume if you go to a double countout, the judges would decide the winner. So they didn't mention double countout. Like, that wasn't mentioned at all, but I'm imagining that could be I would used. assume, yeah. But so, they same, did same mention as like a draw. if you go over the time limit mm-hmm. that it'll be at the judge's decision and the judges will basically make the decision based on performance in said match. Which I thought, or, like, or, or could even make the decision like to continue the match, I would assume. I, I would hope so. I mean, yeah, it, it, yeah I just... That's there, it. Sounds like there's a lot of wild cards, like based on because yeah. like they it, it, the whole explanation and breakdown seem really straight laced, but it doesn't necessarily argue against what you're saying. And it'd be cool. It would definitely give it um, a little bit more personality. I mean, I, I dig it. I like like it's a very apropos word. Like there's a pureness to it. But yes. I mean, if if I do want that to some point, like I can watch some Greco Roman shit on ESPN. There's again, there's, there's a flair that I was apprehensive would be lost. And thankfully for the most part, it is not lost. We still got ridiculous entrances and like outrageous ring gear. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where we differ. Cause that's something I would watch. I would watch just the, the technical, like the technical aspect of it. I could really care less about the entrances, the, the characters. I just like the, technical aspect of the matches um which i know you kind of mentioned it a little bit before we recorded uh one of the first matches was um uh jonathan gresham and wheeler yuda and and you weren't you weren't thrilled about the finish was it because it wasn't really like a flashy finish or like what was the thing that really kind of so okay um because i actually really dug the match i thought there was too much chain wrestling there's a, at some point, but I was just like, it's a 15 minute match. It, it made the match feel longer than it needed to be. I'm like, okay, dude, there's weight. Like it's just chain after chain. Oh, like at some that, point, that's my wheelhouse right there, man. Like I'm, I'm in it wholeheartedly. I mean, I'm, I'm good. With, and there's some stuff from just like, okay, we got a fucking sideways surfboard. Like what well, we, we got like at some point I was just like, I was starting to flip through my book. I'm like, what, what, okay, what are they fucking doing? Yeah. yeah. My shit is there's a lot of great storytelling with working uh Yuta's leg. Which, yes. dude, throughout the whole match, I'm like, yo. And then, like, even then, I really dug the spot where, like, um, Gresham had his legs stuck in a submission, even though he was told to break it. And, like, he was on thin ice with the ref, but Yuta was pissed. Like, dude, what the fuck? Break it. It's four. Like, he should, he, at that point, he felt like he should have won. And so he used this closed punch on Gresham. And then he that's did. when they built heat. I'm like, yes. that's, this is great. Like smart. I, it was very smart. Like you utilize your punch, but you make it worthwhile, you know, yeah, especially, like this, especially if you don't see it coming. Like if you're thinking, Oh, 
he's obviously going to break the hold. Um, you know, I'm at the rope. He didn't break it. Oh, well, he's not going to throw a closed punch because, you know, you're not supposed well, to. Well, no, he did it to be – he was mad. He was just but, like, but yeah, what the fuck, dude? But also, but also you may not see it coming, like in the aspect of the rule set. Right. Yeah. So – and you're working the dude's leg, but then his finish was he just pounded the fuck out of the dude's knee into the mat over and over in something that, like, I felt like he could have obviously countered. And it's that's not a submission. You're just beating the shit out of his leg, and then he tapped out. I'm like, he tapped it. Like, that's not a submission. That is, I have refused to accept that this that's is a fine. submission. That's fine, yeah. I agree. That's not a submission. I think that, so I think that it is storytelling in the fact that it's brutality, and I think it's what Gresham is trying to showcase in this tournament. He's trying to show that he will basically do whatever it takes, maybe even slightly bending the rules of what yeah, he didn't respects. Seem very honorable either. Like he exactly, exactly. And I think that he's the one that really wanted this pure title to come back. He wanted this tournament to happen. He wants to be the pure wrestling champion. And I think that he will do whatever it takes to win that belt, which means that he will just brutalize someone's body part until they submit. It's not clean. It's not it doesn't look good you know it's not pretty but he does it and it gets the job done and so much so that gresham actually came out to the ring not wearing his tag team title that he shares with uh jay lethal as part of the foundation he had it with him though didn't he he did not mm. jay lethal came out with his belt, with belt as a co-champion that's a one thing that gresham like... did not and i think that gresham is showing that the pure title is so important to him he will do whatever it takes to get that belt which i means you know, being brutal in the ring, bending the rules, and also I think will eventually lead to a match between Lethal and Gresham where he will Which, that's take out one Lethal. thing that's kind of taking me out of the tournament a little bit, and like, because the writing's too obvious on the wall that they're going to end up in the finals. N- negative. I-, I doubt it. You really don't think so? I don't think so. I think that the interference thing will come into play. Mm. I think that Gresham will come out and, and will not interfere, but maybe make an attempt. And I think that it will throw lethal off his game. And I think he will lose the match because of that. And it will cause like dissension between Gresham and lethal as part of their organization. Um, but now I, I would like to see lethal and Gresham. Absolutely. Um, I think we're going to end up seeing, and I know we can maybe go later on into like predictions. I think we're going to see Silas young against Gresham for the, the final. Jesus Christ. That is my prediction. Old Dan Severn wannabe motherfucker. Like, but I mean, he's he, he's a ring of honor like they're not gonna let some of these newer guys go to the finals it's just i mean i know this could create stars but this is probably gonna be a showcase of ring of honor's current talent which is yeah but i knew no i'm right there with you and, which and, is and, why and lethal, and lethal, and lethal himself has been a champion already so i That's don't think he would be he'd be the like dude how how like would it how much would that be how much would that pay homage to like the veteran sure. fans or whatnot to have him be the only two-time champ like the fact that like they put so much emphasis into that like that aspect of it it, it almost been like oh man all right they're gonna put lethal over i mean how many times have they not like how many oh like, he's been he's been a, he's been a double champion in ring of honor he was the world and tv champion at the same time yeah for a very long period of time like, yeah, absolutely. No, lethal, lethal is like his bread and butter are the first time accolades of ROH's history. Like he is That's cemented. True. So he he, he is. I think he is their first or one of the first triple crown champions they've had. Yeah, I do not yeah. doubt that they will put this belt on him. Like at the I, end, I, which is I see I, I see it being obvious, like you said. But I think we're gonna get a curve. I really do. So. That match between uh, him and Dalton, real quick, because well, actually, yes. no, we started with the, we'll, we'll finish up with you to match. Um, yeah. So, I'm not too familiar with Gresham. I fucking love his ring gear. I dig, sure. I dig the mouth guard. I dig the intensity of this dude, and I was pleasantly surprised with like the 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 technical fucking maneuvers that we saw going on like i was not like we got some real greco-roman shit which was and and he cites like rick flair and and you know people of that caliber as like his his idols you know uh from the wrestling standpoint so he does have the respect of, of the the lineage of wrestling like he he does respect the sport for sure I no, I absolutely don't doubt that, and I really, really enjoyed what I saw. It was a little much, but I think I again, it's a it's a nice palate cleanser. Like it's mm-hmm. weird. Like I'm finding myself like this is a it's a different cup of tea, but yeah, yeah. I was digging it. Um, and 
I really, I, I just, I did not, just from first glance, because again, I'm not entirely familiar with this dude. Um, like he, from even explained it in his video package, I'm just like, I didn't really make that much of an impression. Like starting early in Ring of Honor, like I fucking lost to this dude. Like I was just doing my thing. I'm just now finding my footing. I am now the foundation, and yeah. like, I. I I I'm in. I this dude has sold me and like mm-hmm. honestly, I would love an opportunity to uh see Jay also like the one thing that is surprising is I would love to see a passing the torch. And yeah. cuz like I have I've also dude I've seen Jay Lethal do fucking everything in TNA and, and to some extent Ring of Honor. Like I'm kind of over Jay Lethal. Mm-hmm. If we're being honest, like I, I do like the the most memorable thing has come to mind is like the stuff between him and AJ Styles, like in Ring of Honor prior to him finally jumping ship to WWE. So, yeah, I can see that, too. And obviously he's got a lot of time in Ring of Honor. He's, you know, kind of like their franchise guy. So, oh, yeah, yeah. he's not leaving that promotion. No, 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 no. absolutely not. Um, but yeah, that was a great match. I think so far it's a highlight of the tournament. Um, I think Jay Lethal and Dalton Castle was good. I think Castle shows he has wrestling chops. He is a suplex machine, man. I love Castle and his like control of, of, of various suplexes. I think he's just absolute surgeon when it comes to that. Like, he, oh yeah, he, dude, his bridges. But like, yes, there are yes. times where like he fucking dumps dudes on their heads, or I'm just yeah. like, whoa, like that's yeah, some yeah. Brock shit. Like, mm-hmm. I I don't know. Sometimes I get a little weary of like how the dump is done, but yeah, but but I think that the pure like style, I think definitely lends itself well also to strong style. Like, I think it definitely they kind of go hand in hand. Um, so I I see that being part of it, like the, like the really like nasty drops, you know, hard hits. I think it kind of all goes hand in hand. Right, because, um, again, it, it it definitely pays more to the illusion of, like, this is me doing as much as I can and putting you in a potentially career-threatening position. So Forcing a submission or forcing, yeah, pinfall, absolutely. Um, speaking of things that hit hard, um, you know, I, I did watch the current week's shows. Um, I won't go into too much detail, but it was David Finley and Rocky Romero. Uh, both members of Chaos and New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, Finley himself being a uh, graduate of the dojo in New Japan, if I'm not mistaken. And also, obviously, son of Fit Finley, who definitely would a lot of people say would be a pioneer of the pure style of wrestling in in its current form. Um, And then, if I'm not mistaken, Rocky Romero had a tag team in New Japan with Trent, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, yeah. And what's and you know what's funny is they just touched on that on the uh New Japan Strong Show, which um he wrestled against uh Danny Limelight and they're currently doing a storyline where he's gonna do he's gonna potentially recruit Limelight into some uh into a grooming position where he's almost a passing of the torch in that aspect with him and the hooligans. Um so I don't know. But they're also I think they're really trying to push that like Rocky Romero is also a great singles competitor too, and that they're trying to get him out of the tag team scene. And Which also is maybe, but I've always known him just as a tag team specialist. Honestly, I've not known him much as a, uh, a singles competitor. Well, as far as new Japan's concerned, he's trying to like make his way. He, he wants to be, he wants to basically use his real name uh, and have a great singles career and not be known for like his stint as black tiger or like his, you know, his tag teamwork. He wants to mm-hmm. like get his shit going for singles career, which is, it was neat. I, I really liked that match with him and Danny limelight. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Did you catch that strong show? I have not. No. The only thing I've kind of watched with new Japan is I've been kind of keeping eyes on the G one. Um, yeah, but it was, I, uh, I was great, but the, like the, the, the main event with Cobb and Kenta there, it was supposed to be like the, the rematch because of the previous finish and the interference from bullet club, uh-huh. they were from the ref bump. They did the same literal fucking thing. Like they, they, the same ref bump. Uh, but this time it was chase Owens and same fuckery that cost Jeff Cobb. I'm like, it wasn't like, you know, it, it's it's that fucking Pam Beasley ass office meme. Like the corporate wants to know the difference between these two endings. I'm like, it's the same ending. Same thing. 
I just wonder if they're either building up to Cobb's going to sign with them or he's going to another promotion. I wonder. He, that dude never stays put. Like, no. You know, no. you know what's crazy? I saw that dude wrestle. Lo- Remember that fucking like weird local show that I told you about that was just bizarre and like Sabu was there? Uh-huh. Yeah, dude, Jeff Cobb was there. Sure, sure. I know you guys, think, man. They'll pop it, up wherever. It's, it's It was just fucking weird because like, I when I saw him as Matanza or I don't remember in Lucha Underground, I'm like, oh shit, dude, that's that dude from fucking Atwater. And then I start seeing this dude pop up everywhere. He's yep. got like a stint in AEW even. He's in Impact. He's doing shit in Japan. I'm like, oh dude, like mm-hmm. fucking go on, Queen. Like do your. I shit. think he and he would have been good in this tournament. I, I kind of want to ask that question before we wrap up, but I'll, I'll get to that in a little bit. But I think Cobb would have been a good fit for this tournament, honestly. Oh, absolutely. I, yeah. I I think though. Again, with them like really trying to come out and rebrand and kind of reestablish their identity, yeah, that they're I think they're wanting to do this with ROH faithfuls or More even in-house. signees. Like, yeah, yeah, like uh, which is weird because again, they they do still some ha- they have some Japan faithfuls in there, like Rocky Romero. Yes, yes. So. Uh, but yeah, David Finley and Rocky Romero, um, pr- pretty good match. I, I I like both competitors. Um, pretty good showing from both of them. And um, the one I was really excited about, though, was Delirious and Matt Seidel. Um, if you know the history of Ring of Honor, you know the history of these two competitors. They've been kind of Ring of Honor. I wouldn't say originals, but they were in there like in the first few years of the promotion. And Delirious has been around pretty much since the beginning, and he's never left. Like He's always been in Ring of Honor. He's never really gone anywhere else. Uh, he was actually a trainer, I believe, for most of the time in Ring of Honor. And uh, it was a cool match, especially for people that remember, like, the original pure title and remember the competitors from back in that day. It, it was a nice nod to the, to the old school fans to have these two wrestle. Um, and that was also a great match. And, and Delirious, like, even at his, you know, probably, what, 15 years of wrestling at this point, mm-hmm. probably same for Seidel, like, still had a pretty good match. Which I thought Seidel signed on permanently to uh, AEW, or did he just want to possibly but i mean i think they'll probably keep his like contractual obligations if he did go to another They're promotion really good about that so yeah absolutely and I, I think that yeah i think that is well i mean case in point joey janela runs indie shows on a monthly basis time. yeah dude he's on a joey monthly Janela's basis spring break and like yeah. i think that at one point it was rumored that he was super disenchanted with aw booking with the, the, his booking and he almost wanted to leave early on like he was pulling pack Pack style tantrums, which I where the fuck is Pack, by the way? I think he's still in the UK. I don't think he can come over to the States yet. Yeah, I think I think it's more of a travel thing that he's not around. I believe. I, I don't know yeah. if that's true, but I would assume. Um but yeah, so so um I'm excited about this tournament, man. I I, I was gonna ask you, um, you know, kind of your predictions, and I think you kinda went into it a little bit with a lethal Gresham final. Um, is there any other like predictions or things you see happening with the bracket? Oh man, I I predict that fucking Silas Young will get injured and like they <laughs> he's, he's put, old? <laughs> yeah, and then like they're oh. gonna use the backup, which I believe he's in the silver bracket, so it's like who's silver? It's Dax Druger? What's that dude's name? I guess I haven't even really seen who's in, in the uh Yeah, in the they, they have each each block has one alternative. Interesting. But, so they'd have to use it at some point. You're right. Like, why yeah, else would they so have fuck it? it? Yeah. Old, yeah. Old, old motherfucker. That old buck. Oldest dude there. Like, put him out. I. He's fine. He's a fine, strong man wrestler. But he's just. I. The the last man left. I'm like, I just. I'm it, over this fucking it, dude. It's a little problematic. I I will agree with that. Yeah. Maybe not the best uh, gimmick. Well, no, I mean he's done, but he 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 does it well, and he doesn't do it. I just I've never liked this dude. Like he's a good heel. He's good at making me not fucking like him. That, but that's like, fair. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> does I his just, job well. I just, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't know, man. Like he, his feud with Dalton Castle uh, a, a mm-hmm. few years back was like probably the most interesting that dude. Like when he took his boys, that was the most interesting Silas Young was for me. That's uh, yeah. Um, I, I definitely would say in this tournament, keep an eye out for Josh Woods. I think he's going to be a sleeper for this tournament. Josh um, with the goods woods. I, I like him, man. He reminds me of like 
early 2000s, like Eric Stevens, Roderick Strong, some of those guys from Ring of Honor past, like he reminds me a lot of that. So I think he could be definitely a contender. Um, in the same regard, like like you said, like you're not really a big fan of Silas. I'm not a big fan of Kenny King. I think he's a great I character. I think Kenny he's a great King. character, but I don't necessarily like. I, I it's just not my cup of tea for his style of wrestling. He's, he he's a botch fest. Fuck it, dude. Go back to Vegas and wrestle in the streets. He he's like, pretty. He's pretty cookie cutter too. Like I don't see anything that really like differentiates his style from like dozens of other wrestlers. I mean, he is a good person on the mic. Like he's great on the mic. He's a good character, but I, I just don't really know about him mm, as a wrestler. I'm no, I'm. I'm right there with you. Fuck Kenny King yeah. too. I was very much like, ah, oh, dude, your ass is still wrestling. Like, <laughs> I, um, I, I just figured like at some point he he just hang out at PWG, and just like stay there, just an empty house show basically. Yeah, which I I yeah. As far as predictions, like that's my mm. big one. Like there definitely there there's a lot of weight, but I didn't watch the second show. But that's the thing, like um. The the up and comers that they were like the uh, the underdogs like they definitely got me on board with thinking like they had a chance and then they're immediately they they were snuffed out like yeah. it is very much going to be lip service to the veterans of this promotion. I think so. I I, I agree. I, I don't think you're gonna see a lot of the uh, debuting stars you know really being like uh, in contention for like finals. But I think at least they'll give them exposure, get their name out there. Um, so it could it could potentially create some you know some some names to know in the future. Closest um, underdog in this thing is Gresham. And I disagree. I think he's like the odds on favorite. Mm, but like, I, I don't know. Like I just, from that package, from what I understood, like it took him a bit to get there. And like, he's still like, like this is his, this is his tower to climb. So yeah. In ring of honor. Yes. But I think as a wrestler, just in general, he is very established in other promotions and in other places. Okay. Fair. For sure. Again, I'm For not sure. Entirely all that familiar i just thought he became yeah. like uh like even then like he's got a, a podcast that they're promoting on roh's site like the dude's already established himself as like uh, a brand guy so yeah yeah huh i'll have to check that out i didn't know he had a podcast man fucking all these wrestling podcasts coming out nowadays man like i i don't know i don't man. get it it's i don't get it. It, it between jericho and his omaha stakes and fucking bruce pritchard and like i i'm over it dude like, I, was, I was just making fun of the fact that we have a podcast now. A, yeah, I that, did too. I'm, I'm over all of it. We're all, I'm over these podcasts about wrestling. Jesus. Oh, um, oh man. Okay, and then I, I will pose a final question for you before we wrap things up. Um, who would you want in this tournament, active or inactive, if you could pick anyone? Oh, okay. Um. I have yeah. mine ready if you want me to go with mine. Yeah, and go with yours because I, I have one in mind that I think would really work, but probably, cool. like, he'd be he'd be a weird, like, what the fuck, but go for uh, it. Okay, mine uh, active would be Chris Hero, uh, which was also known NXT as uh, Cassius Ono, but, uh, but Chris Hero would be definitely my, my choice for active because he has, like, an encyclopedic knowledge of wrestling, um, and he's trained under some of the most, like, revered wrestlers he's trained under william regal he's trained under um fit finley you know a lot of these guys um and even regal would have been a good choice i don't know if he's active technically because he's nxt commissioner but i think regal also would be good in there and um dean malenko if we're throwing someone that's non-active i think dean malenko obviously would be and that i, I see a lot of like malenko in gresham like i don't see him as a character i see him as a technician I see him as a wrestler, and I think that he definitely gives me a lot of Malenko vibes. I, so I, I think he'd be a good like, fit. I look at that as an insult, just because I feel like oh, Malenko, God, I Malenko, I love Dean Malenko. I'm Malenko not. I'm, not, I'm gonna so jump. so much to Jericho. He owes so much to Jericho. He really fucking does. That that feud was amazing. It was, and it, it is hard to like bring out Malenko as more than just a wrestler, unless you have someone to bounce off of him like Jericho. I, okay, I agree with you partially but i still i still think malenko was fine on his own all right but i i see your rules and okay. i will okay so non-active great muda i would... M- muda's still active <laughs> i mean surprisingly uh, but but okay will, yeah okay I, let me change I, I, muda in his prime muda prime muda okay yeah prime oh, muda. yeah agreed yeah um 
because like I I don't know. That's like if, I, if I, we you, saw if Asia you, Kong active in AEW. I'm like, that's not active. That like, oh, I know, I know, but that but, like that's bless like her heart. Taker's active. Like you know what I mean? Bless her heart though. Yeah, it, you and me definitely need to have a Muda show at one point. I'm just throwing I would that love out there that, now. Like, oh god, I've been I love really it. rediscovering this man and like I love it. Good. Fucking, okay, everyone should. But active, and I I'm also like hashtag where is he? Uh, Pete Dunne. I would love ah, Pete Dunne. Good like, choice. Yeah, rate. yeah, yeah. He would like because that's the one thing I felt like this tournament was kind of missing was just like fucking beefy strong motherfuckers. Like mm-hmm. who aren't Silas Young? I totally forgot about him. Yeah, he's been kind of like you know like nowhere. Like he's Matt, been like well, a, a, stuck Matt, stuck in the Matt, UK. Like something happened to him. Matt Riddle is going to court or whatever. <laughs> like, ah. but he's also on SmackDown. I, I don't see. even know what happened there. Excuse my my poor little puppy. He's not. Yeah. Oh, yeah. well, we'll definitely kind of wrap the show up there. But I I do like those uh, those choices. I I forgot all about Pete Dunne. That's a good choice. Yeah, I um, like. But also, hashtag where's Pete Dunn? Where are I you, saw him. I saw him on Twitter, man. He was getting like real ripped. Like he got he got like super super jacked. Oh, dude, like fucking. Um, been, do, been doing his CrossFit like in the Adam downtime. Rose ripped. I mean, he's he's looking he's looking pretty shredded. If if also, I have to. To, to to that effect, hashtag and by the way, where's Adam Rose? What is he doing? <laughs> Adam Rose, the guy from uh, like with a sucker in his mouth, and that dude. Yeah, dude, look him up. Have you not seen him lately? Not really, no. Oh, my God. All right, no. You have to see him before you end the show. I need to hear your audible reaction. Okay. Yeah, I'll do that real quick. uh, Google right now. Adam Rose right now. Holy fuck. (laughs) Jesus, dude. Yeah, dude. That's where that fuck. Where? Where? He, what is he, he looks doing? like he looks like he ate Adam Rose. <laughs> God damn, dude. He, is, he would. I've never seen somebody more angry and more disenchanted with his time in in WWE than that motherfucker right there. That dude got fucking jacked. God damn. Yeah. So, but that bears a question. Where are you, homie? Like, what you doing? Give us a call. Um, I don't know steroid detox. Um, Jesus Christ! Cody putting his hand to his ear. Dot gif. Like I don't oh right. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't. Know. Yes, yes. I love it. I, um, I might try. I might try to use that as like a as a image for the show. <laughs> um, wow. But yeah, man. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I don't know when the next scheduled taping is. Um, and then I don't even know what happened. Like. I, I can only hope that AEW like killed it tonight because they killed it last week. Yeah. And I can't wait to see more great value, um, great value Bane. Oh, uh, which that 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 is. Or not. Dijakovic, right? I the and shaved his T-bar? hair. Yeah, I I think so. I think so. Jesus Christ! I only know their fucking... names. I only know what the names okay. are. I, Dude, I'm not gonna pay attention. Are you just ready? Because really I really. there's three names. Okay. T-bar, mace, and slapjack. Laser. Fuck laser. It, it, like, it, 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 it's just the fucking. It, it's the team it's from just Dodgeball. It's killer instant characters like. Or, or the team from Dodgeball. Yeah. Saber Wolf. God damn. If um, only. And then and then Mia Yim and uh, Mercedes uh, Mendez, but they don't get cool names yet. They just like fucking spoke it, a little bit. If anything, if we can just get them just rolled out of that faction and into just like the main roster, like I'm still okay with that. Like having those two on the show, still happy about. Like I want all these people to do well. Like let's drop this I gimmick want all next them week. To do well too, but like what just the lo- fuck is this, dude? Maybe next week they'll just drop the whole thing and make people think like it was, you know, like we forgot all about it. No, I again, I want it. I want them to aim really, really hard into like, like they can, they flipped a new day. They can do this. Like, but I need it to be like, no joke. Like fine. Fucking like, I don't know. I think they just need to get somebody that actually knows what they're about. But again, they're, they've been aimed as like, it is just fucking weird. I don't know what they are. Apparently the hurt business is, are like baby faces now. I don't fucking care. Like shit was weird. Shit was yeah. weird. Like I, I, I'm totally off of Raw again. <laughs> like I'm <laughs> like, like, like we're not there anymore. Yeah. Um, 
Well, in the meantime, uh, we'll definitely have more to talk about in the future. I know we're coming up on a few indie shows here in the near future that I definitely want to make sure that we cover. Um, so probably... I would uh, love to do that. I, I need, yeah. I need this. Because like, yeah. there's a pay-per-view coming up this Sunday I didn't fucking know about. Oof. Um, I think Night Wait, of Champions. Oh, Clash of Champions? Clash of Champions, Or Night of Champions or something? Oh, God. Yeah. We'll wait, no, Clash wait of Champions that. is a fucking mobile game. Yeah, it's Night of Champions. <laughs> Isn't it? Clash of Champions was a WCW thing. I, I'm getting uh, confused now, too. I don't even know what show it is anymore. Yeah, whatever. It's fucking, see, like, goes to show, like, what we know or care about it. Um, But, yeah, I would love I would love some homework. Give me some homework. Okay, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, I'll give one real quick before we end. I will say anyone that really enjoys Chuck Taylor, I would highly recommend going back and watching his matches with Archibald Peck in Chikara or watching his run as the wrestling, like the champion in Pro Wrestling Gorilla. Pretty easy find on YouTube. I would highly recommend those those matches to watch in the meantime. So check those out and excellent. And in the meantime, uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Take care, you guys. Don't, don't, don't exploit like real life shit for like gimmicky. Fu- I, I'm done. No, I'll go off on it next week. I'm sure <laughs> it'll give me something to fucking. I, I, I just know it. <laughs>